0: So this time, it's an opportunity for us to establish our minds in peacefulness. And this dhamma of peacefulness, of collectedness, is something that's very important. When we have this collectedness, this samadhi, this gives an opportunity for wisdom to arise. And with wisdom, then, knowing arises, knowledge arises, light, Uh, illumination arises when the Buddha taught the first discourse he used the same terminology that knowledge arose light arose so for ourselves we have effort in our dhamma practice and this effort in practice is difficult because uh, since birth we see or we think that wisdom comes from thinking, proliferation, and from memory. But speaking in terms of the Buddha's teaching, wisdom comes from a mind that's peaceful. And for ourselves, we may not have had experience with this before. We don't know what that's like. But the way to understand this and to develop this type of wisdom is this practice of dhamma, this practice of mental cultivation and specifically uh, the practice of mindfulness. To so being mindful in the four postures of sitting, standing, walking, and lying down, and all the various work and activities that one does to have mindfulness established in the heart, whether one's cleaning one's house, sweeping the floor, mopping the floor, washing the dishes, cooking, eating, using the bathroom, exercising, moving the body in all these various ways, then have knowing with these different activities. And typically one's mind will think about things here and there in the past and future, and the mind won't be collected in the present moment. So we practice to have the heart be mindful in the present moment. We practice this a lot. Have the heart be still and see and know that the body is moving here and there, sitting, walking, and so on. And in this way, one can see clearly that the body is something that's impermanent and not mine, not me, not I. This is the mind knowing clearly, the mind that's gathered in samadhi, giving rise to wisdom. So, practice Dhamma in this way in order to cut off all doubts in one's mind. When we practice Dhamma, we put down all the knowledge that we may have gained in the past from books and from things we've heard. We put it all down because this is merely memory, it's not truth. So we practice the dhamma, establish our hearts in samadhi, and practice to not think and proliferate here and there. Be established with one's uh, meditation object or meditation word, and do this a lot, develop this a lot. And we can look at the four foundations of mindfulness, and specifically the first foundation, again, of uh, being mindful of the postures of sitting, standing, walking, and lying down, mindful while eating, talking, and so on. And in all these various postures, in the four postures and all these different activities, one can recite one's meditation words, such as Bhutto. So, moving about here and there, leaning left, leaning right, forwards or back, uh, walking to and fro, just repeating butto in the mind and this helps the mind to be still. And when the mind is still to a certain degree, this recitation of the meditation word ends by itself, subsides by itself. Then the mind is established with mindfulness, and one can then see that the body moving, it's something that's not self, it's anatta. And sometimes we may see a nimitta, a clear image or a vision, of the body just as a skeleton, as a heap of bones. And this uh, arises based on past spiritual cultivation, past parami that one has built. So when the mind is collected and peaceful, one can see oneself as a skeleton or heap of bones and see others in the same way. And this is a nimitta from one's past practice. And in the beginning, one has effort to cultivate the mind and to bring the mind to peacefulness. And one can use the practice of recollecting the qualities of the Buddha, the Dhamma and the Sangha. One can recollect the great compassion that the Lord Buddha had for all beings everywhere. This great compassion with no limit and no no boundary. And thinking in this way, recollecting in this way, one's heart can become fresh and open and rapture, pity, arises easily. One can recollect that the Buddha uh, knew the truth for himself, destroyed the mental defilements, had great unsurpassed wisdom with no equal, and was the great self-awakened one. And thinking in this way, one's heart can feel very full, and one sees that life is uncertain, especially reflecting that the Buddha had such great wisdom, this incomparable wisdom, purity, and compassion, with no obstructions left in his heart. And yet still the body of the Lord Buddha had to pass away when the Buddha entered Parinibbana. So for ourselves we can think, well, what chance do I have to not die? So we see that we all must die. And this recollection of death is another kamatana, another meditation object that we can use. We practice to have the mind recall death often and become proficient in this. And doing this often, becoming proficient, this is a way to bring our minds to samadhi all the same. And whatever meditation object we choose, One must have a method to make the mind peaceful. One must find a meditation object, meditation practice that one uses to make the mind peaceful. For instance, we can see that for lay people, uh, they study various subjects in school, such as uh, engineering, medicine, Uh, various sciences uh, and arts and literature and so on, and also study various skills um, like farming uh, um, mechanics and so on. And studying these various topics and studying these various skills, this is all knowledge for the purpose of uh, making money, gaining wealth, being able to have a livelihood. And the people uh, study these things and be, become proficient in them, study them to the point of proficiency in their work, in their livelihood, in their job. So in terms of mental development and one's meditation object, it's exactly the same way. One must practice and cultivate one's meditation object to become proficient in it, in order to make the mind peaceful and collected. One practices to make the mind peaceful, and stable, and firm. Whether in the postures of sitting, standing, walking, or lying down, one has a high level of effort to establish mindfulness, to be mindful in all the various postures. Even while driving one's car, be mindful and practice to have the mind not think here and there and not get lost Uh, in various places. And when doubts arise, one can recollect that having doubts is normal and see these doubts as something that's uncertain, unsure, and impermanent. And seeing these doubts as impermanent and uncertain, just have mindfulness to know the doubts as they arise and see that really there's nothing there. And seeing this clearly, the mind becomes empty, the mind is collected. And if one doesn't think anymore, or one just doesn't have any thoughts left, uh, there's no need to worry about this, just let the mind be empty, let the mind be peaceful. And one can see for oneself, if one's mind or mental tendency is to think a lot and to doubt a lot, One can cultivate emptiness as the object of the mind. We can also call this having nibbana as the object of the mind. Or we can just use the word empty, empty, empty as one's meditation word, meditation object. And using this quality of emptiness or nibbana as one's meditation object, the mind becomes collected all the same. There's no need to proliferate and think here and there. One can recall emptiness in this way. And one thinks that there's no need to get involved with the various moods and sense impressions of the mind, all the various sense objects of all the six senses, everything that occurs, it's all just um, it's all just chaotic and, and messy. And there's no need to get involved with it. One can just let the mind be empty, let the mind be pure. This is nibbana in one's heart. And if one knows a mental impression or mood in the mind, one can think and let the mind be with, or think that it's better to have the mind be with emptiness than to be with these sense impressions. And one can think that one does not want greed, aversion, and delusion that are constantly impinging on the mind. One can re- recollect that these things are not desirable, and that it's much better to take emptiness as the object of the mind. And in this way the mind can become peaceful. And when the mind is established in mindfulness and thereby realizes collectedness in samadhi, and this becomes stable, we can call this uh, momentary concentration, or kanaka samadhi, which can then move on to upajara samadhi, or neighborhood concentration, which is a concentration free of proliferation, a mind with little to no clinging and attachment. And the mind in this state is incredibly happy and at ease. One can see that a mind free from clinging has a great level of happiness and ease. And if one has samadhi, collectedness to this level, then one is not bored or weary in one's meditation practice at all. Whether one's doing walking meditation or sitting meditation, one doesn't feel weary uh, whatsoever. One can practice in this way even all day and all night. Even while sleeping, one is still in samadhi, in waking up, one is still in samadhi as well, and mindfulness establishes itself quickly, and the mind is already peaceful. So this is something that can happen with a practice mind that's established in samadhi. And at this point in one's practice, one should be careful to notice or beware of any uh, tanha craving to become, since it is a pleasant state, there can be wanting to be, wanting to have, and various uh, craving arising in this way. And one may feel like, oh, I don't want to look at the body, I don't want to contemplate the body, I just want to gain success in my practice through this uh, sublime peacefulness. However, one may not realize that there's still a high level of kilesa, of obstruction in the mind, it's merely the samadhi uh, suppressing the kilesa at this time in the same way as a rock uh, placed on grass suppresses the growth of the grass. But when the samadhi and collectedness degrades, then uh, chaos and troubles uh, come back strongly once again. So in this, at this point it's very important to listen to one's kubha-jan, one's great teacher, for instance, Lung Pu Cha said to be heedful at this point in one's practice, and to contemplate the body. To see the body as something not beautiful, to see it as just these four elements of earth, air, fire and water. And to use the collectedness that one has cultivated to that point, to use that samadhi to contemplate the body, to see emptiness clearly, and even just to see emptiness just one time and this is this is cultivating the mind this is practicing dhamma when the mind becomes uh, proficient in this way and the mind is still in samadhi one can see see uh, see and know that the body is not self it's not a me not a i not a mind And this is something that's a true knowing. It's not something that's thinking or proliferating or remembering. It's a true and direct knowing. So seeing in this way, when the mind is still, seeing the body clearly as not-self, this is something that didn't come from contemplation. It just came as a genuine knowledge that arose in the heart. And this we can call vipassana, clear seeing. This is using the practice in building parami, building spiritual virtues, and the parami of sila, virtue of effort, of mindfulness, of samadhi. And all these parami come together to help one see the path clearly. This is wisdom arising. And whether one speaks of the seven uh, factors of enlightenment, the seven bojjhangas, the Noble Eightfold Path, the five um, spiritual powers, or any of the various 37 wings to awakening that the Buddha taught, one can say that they're all here, they're all present in this clear seeing of the Dhamma, they're all the way to see the Dhamma. However, there's no need to separate them into these various lists. Just just do the practice. And then when rapture arises, when peace or pasadi arises, uh, effort or wisdom arise, there's no need to doubt. Just see sense impressions and mental objects as they are. See them in the mind. Um, don't get caught in liking or disliking. And contemplate in the heart right there. Practicing in this way, the mind then understands clearly. This is the mind that is above the world, that has been released from the world. This is true understanding. We can call it the knowledge of the change of lineage, the Yana. This is wisdom arising from mental cultivation. So for ourselves, we practice the Dhamma to make the mind firm and stable. If one does not have collectedness, then one can practice chanting, such as the recollection of the Buddha, Dhamma, and Sangha chant, the itipiso, Sawakato, Supatipano, and have mindfulness with these chants, and don't think here and there into the past and future or elsewhere, just to be in the present moment. And in one's life, one may watch movies or television I look at a phone, look at the news, and whatever it is, all these various things, they're all about the self, all about me and mine, you and yours, everything and all these things, it's all the story of the self. And these various things uh, pull the mind from samadhi, pull the mind out of collectedness, and then this is the mind getting lost in these things. So be mindful a lot, and instead of the mind getting lost in these uh, various things of the world, let the mind be lost in the Dhamma. Let the mind be lost in the practice of the Dhamma, Not um, not to be lost in the world. And have effort to establish the mind every day, develop the heart to be better and better every day. So, today is the 12th of September, 2020. The monastic rains retreat has about 20 days left until the end of the rains retreat. We can observe that this time goes by very quickly. And one can ask oneself, What have I done today? What what do I do every day? Have I had effort? Have I established my mind well? We must build spiritual virtue, we must build parami, we must cultivate the heart and mind uh, to have knowledge and knowing, to have this knower look after the heart, to see anatta, to see that things are not me, not a self. And if one does not see clearly that things are not me or mine, then this is simply chaos. So see this not-self clearly, cultivate the heart in order to let go, in order to be the awakened one in the heart. And all these things that we do is all uh, to see emptiness clearly. For instance, even while eating, one can just let the mind be empty while eating and one sees that really there's no one there that's doing the eating, it's just emptiness. There's no one there doing the various activities, it's just emptiness. So practice to see this clearly, practice the mind to be empty. And practice the mind to see the Dhamma and to know the Dhamma in this life.